0: Any of our career paths, you know, we know that keeping things homegrown and keeping people here is going to benefit the growth of our community and and, and the future generations that come along with that. Right. The more we're able to educate all of our populace to, to the myriad of viewpoints out there is beneficial to all of us, in my opinion.
1: And so it's really trying to um, work with all of our police officers to educate all of our police officers. And again, I'll I'll talk to the officers that I supervise directly. It's really trying to
2: treat everyone with unconditional respect, no matter what the case may be. Welcome to the 205 Vibe podcast. I am your host, Earl Dotson Jr. And, um, you know, I know I say this every time. I know it. I know it. But I mean it every time. When you have great people in the room, that are just, you know, they're they're great. They're great guys. They're great to talk to. They're fun, and uh, I've enjoyed just knowing them and, and hanging out. And um, so I'm I'm happy, ladies and gentlemen. We have with us Reed Jutris, who works in the College and Career Readiness Department for the Rockford Public Schools. And you know, I hate to call him, I mean, you know, he's just he's such a good we, I guess we'll call him officer, you know, Mike Dawkey, but I I call him Mike and others call him Mr. Dawkey. Uh but uh Mike Dawkey is here with us as well. Um and they they do they do some good things with our students and uh for the district and so happy to have them here. Hello, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? So I guess first, you know, really, it's always the good things about these is just, you know, they're conversational. So we're just going to have a conversation. And But first, it's really about the guests and, um, you know, who you are and, and your role and some of the things you do. Um, so let's just start off talking about, um, at first, we'll start with you, Mike, Officer Dawkey. So just a little bit about, you know, your role, you don't have to, whatever you want to say about who you are, um, kind of how you got uh, on the police force, how you got into this work, how you started working with Rockford Public Schools, anything about your background, family, anything you want to share with with the people.
1: Okay. Just, uh, you know, so I've been on the Rockford Police Department for 24 years. Uh, During that time period, I've done a lot of different things on the department from uh, field training officer to uh, investigator to working in the training unit for a lot of years and teaching uh, officers how to do various police skills all the way from defensive tactics to understanding Um, about community policing and ultimately did that for several years and worked my way up um, to sergeant and worked the street on nights and sergeant for a long time and uh, had a lot of bloodshot eyes in the morning and trying to get sleep in the middle you know trying to sleep through the day is always tough and ultimately um, I was uh, appointed to assistant deputy chief um, about uh, six years ago or so and you know, I've been um, doing that job for a while. Was a District Two Commander for a couple of years, and my current assignment now is i um, I'm the uh, commander in charge of community engagement um, with the Rockford Police Department. I oversee a couple different units that specifically works on that, uh, with the Community Services Unit officers, as well as the School Resource Officers, and the uh, Rockford uh, Housing Authority officers. So I oversee. All of those officers, and um, it's been great. Uh, I, I, I have a new challenge coming up in January this year. I'll be moving into internal affairs, so I'll be uh, a new uh, kind of a new era uh, in my career. Is trying to understand that and looking um, forward to that position. Um, you know, family wise, you know, I have a, my wife is an educator. Uh, She's been a teacher uh, all of her professional career. I have two daughters, uh, Brooklyn and Kendall. Uh, my youngest daughter, Kendall, has uh, Down syndrome. People always ask me, like, have you had somewhat something different in your life compared to everyone else's? And I always bring that up, is uh, having a child with Down syndrome is uh, a little bit different. Um, um, it's been an interesting experience. She's a, she's a great kid. And uh, I, I look forward to a lot of the good things that that are going to happen with her. And um, but it's definitely something interesting in, in my life because you don't run into too many people that have kids with uh, uh, intellectual disabilities like that. But uh, uh, she's a great kid. She does a great job in school and she's the funniest, funniest, funniest kid I know. Uh, but, you know, with uh, coming back into 205 and really kind of doing what I'm doing now is, um, you know, I've been on the Alignment Rockford board for several years and worked uh, 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 since really the original executive director with Laurie uh, Pearson, worked with her and Bridget French and now with uh, Anisha Grimmett uh, with Alignment. And uh and working with Reed over the past couple of years uh, on trying to uh, – you know, bring the school district and the police department together. How can we help the school district in any ways that we can? I mean, I know we already have our school resource officers, you know, in the schools, you know, on a on a daily basis. You know, in the summertime, our school resource officers run programming all summer long uh, that are geared around bringing kids into um, our safety camps, um, various other activities that we have, um, and just trying to interact with the kids as best we can. And their their whole summer is filled up with those types of activities. And uh, but really, we were we were looking at how else can we improve upon that? You know, throughout the year, especially, and you know, Reed and I got into several conversations, and we've been working on uh, some other programming with uh, getting officers into the elementary schools, and actually doing some teaching, uh, doing some programming, um, talking uh, about just giving them a giving the kids a different you know, kind of a view of the police officers, uh, in their school. Most of the time when a kid sees this cop, uh, you know, it may just be uh, a brief second or maybe they're just passing by a classroom or whatnot, but we're actually talking about wanting to get the police officer. And we've actually done this. We've piloted this now where the officers are actually going into the classroom, interacting with the kids on a positive level, reading a book, teaching something, some kind of content and, and teaching with them. So getting kids to, to have that relationships with, with, the with the police has been, uh, has been good. Um, You know, and really, uh, this year in August, I I took on, uh, uh, talking with Reed, I took on a teaching role over at Roosevelt. So I've been at Roosevelt now every day, uh, teaching second hour criminal investigation. And it's been a blast. It's been fun. It's been, again, challenging with, uh, you know, having kids in class and then having kids uh, virtually and trying to do that at the same time. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, uh, when I teach and talk, I'm up, Walking around the room and using my hands, and and now I'm I have to kind of s- strap to my desk so kids can actually see me and hear me, and to go over the lessons. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of strapped down there. But it's been a, a great opportunity. Uh, it's been fun. I love uh, um, again seeing the kids grow and understand things and learn a little bit about police work. Um, you know, from an active police officer. I mean, I give them; uh, they're able to ask me questions, and um, we've had some tough questions and some tough conversations. The kids always love to, you know, throw those questions at me, but it's it's been great conversation. Um, you know, and I, and, I, and I want
2: you you just get you know what you just I, we could just spend, I could just spend all day just what you just gave we could just. We could just stay right there. I could. I, there's like I just. There's a bunch of stuff I could just ask you right now, just to go deeper. But I want. There's there's something you said I want to come back to, about some of those conversations. But you gave a great segue. Um, I just because I want to bring in Reed, Reed Jutris, as I mentioned, uh, college and career readiness, um, and, and uh, you talked about alignment of Rockford and you the, you know that connection and um, you. And Reed, I've gotten to know. He's also he's he's an interesting Reed's also interesting doing it. But you you know so I, I want to. You know, he and he doesn't. You wouldn't know it if you don't get to kind of talk to him and kind of know uh, some some of his background. So, read. T- tell us about you know, just kind of wh- whatever you want to tell us about you, your background. How did you How did you come to this work? how did you get here? Um, this transition now, and and uh, your passion for this type of work, and how you connected uh, with with Mike and and uh, the kind of the work you guys have, have kind of doing together now.
0: So thanks, Earl. It's been a it's been a long road. Um, Started working at Guilford High School a number of years ago, teaching AP Psychology and uh, AP Human Geography. Loved the classroom, loved working with students, and really made an effort to make my teaching experience and the experience for my students relevant. And and tried to make it as interactive as possible. Uh, About three and a half years ago, I jumped from the classroom up to the administration building, working as the director of career and tech ed and started with working with many community partners and really saw opportunities to further the work that was being done in RPS with creating more uh, substantial relationships with our community partners and really my passion, making the classroom more relevant by having those real world experiences brought into the classroom. So um, jumping back a number of years for a for a brief glimpse of time I was a Rockford police officer um wasn't for me um but was a great opportunity and made some great friends and, and Did you know
2: Mike back Mike back then did you did you meet did you know him when you were We boss? passed like ships in the night I believe Well Reed was a peon uh, <laughs> That's true um
1: so so it's actually an interesting story um you know, so Reed during that time period when he was uh, there was an uh, I was a field training officer at that time when when Reed was in, and I didn't personally train him, but I had trained other people in his group. And uh, you know, when he and I uh, started meeting again at, at the uh, with the school district, I, I want to say. At first, I didn't recognize him, but then when he said, "Hey, do you remember me?" and then it, it kind of clicked, and I'm like, "Yes, I, I do remember him going through training and him being with the department." So, something yeah. like, "Oh, that guy." Oh, that, that, that guy. Okay. Geez, <laughs> I'm glad you landed. You know. Okay.
2: Uh, so, Reed, you uh, you, were, you were saying about you know you, you I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but no, saying, no. you for a while you had, you, you found out that w- that wasn't the work for you, and then uh, police police officer brief stint. And then you were, you go ahead from there.
0: No, it it gave me a great, gave me a great insight into, you know, another, another career path, another world. And and I think that's the, one of the things that, you know, all classrooms in, in any grade need is just more, more reality and more opportunity. You know, our goal for all of our students is, you know, it's our department name, college and career. And so we've always done as a district, I feel really strong at supporting our students in the push for college. But, you know, our community really relies on people that essentially go um, either directly into the workforce or to college and then into our in our community. And so being able to give our students a glimpse of what these careers actually offer um, has been something that's been really, really important to me in the work that we're doing. And so working with people like Mike has really been beneficial because we're just we're bringing and I'm proud to say, amazing teams to the table that are are really teaching our kids this is how it this is how it's done. This is what it's really like. This isn't some abstract, far off in the distance target that we want you to hit. As far as a job, it's something that you can actually see the boots on the ground actually doing right now, and, and get a feel for how that work actually is done. Um, so,
2: you guys, uh, you talked alignment Rockford, uh, kind of is where you know you've done some. You're going to make that connection, dump some of that work. Um, one of the things I know that uh, the, the, we're pushing in college and career readiness are the sponsorship pathways, and um, I know there's a current public safety pathway right now. Um, talk about the kind of the sequence of courses, about what does that look like. What what does what can a student expect? And Reed, does your background help kind of make that connection? Some of that, some of those conversations. But I'm just curious about. Tell me a little bit about just the, the kind of that that. Core sequence in the pathway for public safety? So we've just
0: actually done a lot of work refining some of that. um, And that work has been done with collaboration between uh, Rock Valley College, Rockford University, Alignment Rockford, and the Rockford Police Department. And so the students now that go into this pathway take a 3 core sequence that um, ultimately ends up with dual credit through uh, Rock Valley College. Now what's great about that is we really took the lens of what needs to be seen because the reality is that not all students um, who become police officers or, or work in careers very similar necessarily have to go to college. And so what we did is we really examined our course sequence to make sure that future law enforcement, attorneys, whatever the uh, branch they go into, if that's what they want to pursue, are getting a, a good deep dive. Um, we've been rebuilding some of the courses. So this year is the first time that students are taking a year-long sociology course. We redeveloped it to really make sure that students understand um, group dynamics, individual dynamics, and, and, and kind of that community policing that Mike really works into, especially in the, in the times we're in right now. And so we felt that was a really important thing. With with Sprinkle throughout that, um, aspects of criminology which is something that they'll take at the university level if they if they get to that point and then we have the um an articulated credit course with Rock Valley which is an intro to criminal justice which is the pathway to and then ultimately their senior year they wind up in intro to criminal investigation which is what Mike teaches at Roosevelt and each one of those courses is taught by um either an active or retired Rockford police officer so it's a, the kids are getting real uh real vision through the course of how how the job actually works so we're really proud of that work
2: so you know that's interesting to hear you talk about that work, um, you know, and a lot of that was kind of, you know, think pre, pre, I, I presume pre pre pandemic, uh, kind of pre, you know, civil and social unrest. And, and Mike, I want to get back to that. You know, you know, you're talking in the students at Roosevelt, and you're, you're saying some of those conversations. Uh, difficult conversations um, just kind of about the way the world is today. And so I love, I love hearing, you know, re talking about the real, there's a, there's a technical side, right. Of, and, and there is an academic side that people don't really, I think, realize sometimes about the work. Right. And some of the, some of the kind of here's how these things work, whether it's investigations, but then there's also um, the real, you know, community, when you talk about community policing, which, uh, I think it's all about relationships and relationship building you talked about all those time the times in school T- tell me about what what is it what are the, what are those conversations like now when you when you're talking to the kids now and um, kind of in light of some, what's happened whether it's with George floyd and kind of black lives matter and some of the police criminal justice reform et cetera et cetera what what are you hearing from the students right what what are, what are, what are those conversations like right now yeah so <clears throat> In class, you
1: know, we'll take breaks from course content. So, for example, you know, we're, we're teaching from a uh, some resources that we have on criminal investigation, which generally we'll deal with crime scene investigation, crime scene management, so forth and so on. But what I like to do is embed other types of uh, things that I feel important for policing, Um um, to, cause that's only one component, crime scene management, crime scene investigation. It's just a small component of policing. Right. And I like to throw in other things that are, in my opinion, equally, if not more important than that. And really it's something that, uh, goes to the, you know, the, the overall philosophy of, of policing. And a lot of that centers around, you know, problem oriented policing, uh, uh, community policing. Um, we've talked a lot about procedural justice and what that looks like. And again, it's good and, and to see a lot of the kids' reactions and I'll, and I'll ask them and they'll tell me stories that come up. Like I have had a relative that was treated like this by the police, or I've personally experienced, you know, this, um, by the police. And it wasn't necessarily bad. Um, Bad interactions but they were just kind of regurgitating these types of experiences they've had over the years and I've asked them was it, was it positive was it negative And we talked through some of those things and one of the most important things that I think I found that I think a lot of the kids uh, until we have these conversations don't realize was that I said that's great and but look at it from the perspective of a police officer right and look at the things that the police officer has to consider. During these types of interactions, Uh, you know, the last this past week, we've been studying a lot about the Fourth Amendment and working with uh, the students and what that is and the various components of the Fourth Amendment. And in my opinion, it's one of the most important amendments that a police officer needs to understand because it deals directly with arrest, search and seizure as well as use of force. And you see those are some of the huge topics that are on, you know, everyone's uh, the tip of their their tongues now in nationwide conversation. So we like to talk about that. And so when we do, um, it's interesting, um, to, again, get, to get their perspectives. And, and when I look back, and we'll show various videos sometimes, But like, so what do you guys think? How, what's your... Initial impression on something, and then now look at it from the perspective of a police officer and we'll kind of walk through that and talk through that and I'll bring out some things when we talk about for example use of force and we've covered specifically you know Tennessee versus Garner, which is a landmark use of force case decision we've talked about uh, uh Graham versus Connor, which is another you know landmark use of force uh case and once they understand what the laws are and what the police officers can do, it they kind of see both ways, and it's very interesting to get them to see that, you know what I mean. So, uh, and they they kind of they understand. We we recently showed a video of a um, uh, of a subject. Uh, uh, a use of force encounter with a subject who had some um, mental illness, and again, walking through that and, and taking that step by step it was very interesting to see. Okay, what do you guys think about now? What would you do now? What would you do now? What would you do now? All the way leading up to this use of force, and it's interesting to hear what they say and the things that they put up. Well, I would do this. Why? Why I want that? And you know, they're really getting into it, and which is good because I want them to be able to see that um, uh, because those often in often cases those types of uh incidents are very dynamic. They happen very, very quickly. And um um it's it's again interesting to get their perspective from from both sides. And I think they're it's it's a good learning tool to be able to do that. So those are some of the things, you know, that I found um during during those
2: conversations. Um that's fascinating. Yeah I mean when you when you um yeah when you that's that's because that's that's education, right? That's real. When you when you are able to um, really look at and really get in on both sides of an issue, right? And help someone understand it. Because I think um, I, that leads me into kind of read. I know, do you think that helps, uh, either one of you, I mean, do you think that helps with this this pro- type of program when you talk about learning the things that they're learning, um, seeing kind of the, a national big picture? But does it matter when you... When, when, when communities try to kind of grow their own kind of homegrown, if people want to get into law enforcement work, um, that they, I mean, is, is it is significant? I, mean, I know that's part of the goal. Is that part of the goal is to kind of, kind of the people that we have, our own students, but to get them in this type of work in their own community? I mean, how, how big of an impact or how big of a deal is that? I think for, from my lens, it's a, it's a huge deal. I think the
0: more a person... Comes up through a system and then is immersed in the community that helped build them and grow them. The more invested they are in the in the benefits that of anything that can help that community. I know Mike can speak to this as well too, with things like the community police houses that they have. But I think in any of our career paths, you know, we know that keeping things homegrown and keeping people here is going to benefit. The growth of our community and, 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 and the future generations that come along with that, right? The more we're able to educate all of our populace to, to the myriad of viewpoints out there is, is beneficial to all of us, in my opinion.
2: Sure. Um, Mike, you, so you talked about, uh, again, uh, w- one of the things that you, you've done in your career, and I know we work with, with the police and have a great working relationship with them. Um, but this idea of um, you know getting to you know you talked about the starting the program at the elementary schools and how you guys are getting and getting you know to kids who are younger age kids uh, as well, um, exposing them to the police officers, seeing them in a different light. Um, I mean, I think intuitively we we kind of have our thoughts about or assumptions about why people we think that's important. But why do you all think that's an important an important initiative or an important thing to do for police officers to you know go go out to schools and talk to young kids and and be seen and be interactive and interact with those students
1: yeah sure so you know I think little kids' brains at that during that age are like sponges right and that's when they're uh during their kind of their formative years where um, um it's most important to get into um into them and letting them see uh, that police officers, you know, aren't going to take them to jail. You know, aren't going to grab them and throw them in the back of their squad car. Um, you see, some kids. I, I always tell a story. Um, and again, I, I don't know what ultimately went up this kid's experience was, but it was a young, a younger, a younger a boy, and um, I was being. Um, um, Taking a tour of a location, and I happen to be in, in plain clothes, and uh, they uh, introduced me to the to the boy, and I you know shook his hand and asked how he's doing, and everything else, and he was smiles. And then uh, the guy I was with introduced me as a police officer. He said, "Mike's a police officer," and immediately this kid began to cry and hid behind uh, the woman who he was with. And I'm like, "Gosh, what in the world did this little kid experience that made him shun at the fact that?" Um, that just knowing that I'm a police officer, what had happened, what kind of experience did he had, It had not to have been good either, either he did have an experience with a police officer that was bad or people had been telling him that the police officers are, you know, are bad. So, you know, it's, it's really with that is trying to get into these, uh, let these, uh, let the kids see that, you know, we're, we're human beings. We're there to help them. Uh, we're there to make their lives better as ba- as best as we possibly can. Um, you know, so that's why I always think it's important to be able to get in and see those kids. Um, you know, uh, we, we've done a lot of things, especially, you know, this year with uh, COVID is obviously challenging um, to get into the classroom. But just a couple of the things that we've done um, in, in light of COVID is, uh, you know, we did uh, several uh, bike rodeos at the elementary schools this year. You know, Haskell. um uh, we were all over the place. Uh, I think we picked, uh, again, six or seven different elementary schools that we were at, and we hosted bike rodeos to bring out kids from that general area to bring out. And we gave out free bikes and gave kids lessons, uh, bike riding lessons, free helmets, water bottles, you know, you name it. And we had a really, really good turnout at each of the schools that we went to. Um, we had also just got done doing a big book fundraiser that we did uh, and put together, and we were able to purchase about 500 reading books. And we went to uh, several of the elementary schools and were able to hand out readers to all of the kids who were in schools at that time. Um, and just, again, to have that opportunity to let them see
2: uh, us at a, at, a, at, di- a at a different thing. You, you know, just, just picking up on that story, what do you say to your students, though, who say, you know, well, hey, you know, Officer, Officer Dawkins, you cool, you know, you cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we what about those other uh, what about officers? What about those your students who feel that the the officers who treat African Americans unfairly? Right? How do you how do you how do you address that with those students? Who yeah, and I and
1: I tell people, and again, I get that from my students at Roosevelt. You know, uh, the same question, and you know, I characterize it as you know, police officers um, are human beings, um, and just like human beings, we all have faults. Um, um, we may have good days, and we may have bad days. And um, from my understanding of the officers that I work with on a day-to-day basis, uh, everyone that I've worked with, every police officer that I've worked with is, is a good person. I've never seen anyone go and have malintentions to do harm against against people. Um, not to say that maybe they didn't catch an officer on a bad day. Uh, but that happens again. We're human beings, and we're going to make mistakes. Uh, we're going to have errors, uh, and that's kind of where it goes to. Then you know, really, when it the, the pendulum swifts over to the police department, what are we doing to help better prepare our police officers to to interact with the community? And you know, and that's why we do internal training. That you know, that's why we have you know some of the uh, nation's experts uh, on cultural competency teach at our department. Uh, You know, over the years, we've had uh, Dr. Aaron Thompson from uh, Eastern Kentucky University come in and provide cultural competency training to our officers. And he's come in on, on multiple years and, and done that and have done a lot of programming for us to do that because we feel that's it's that important to do. And it's us also having conversations with some of the younger officers I teach. Uh, uh, so one of the things that I teach is, uh, you know, our officers go to a basic academy, which is, uh, I believe, 14 weeks now down at uh, the University of uh, uh, Illinois, And they'll come back and we provide them with an additional six to seven weeks of training, internal training, where uh, we uh, think we need to just add some more things based on just from the basic training. And so I'll teach a report writing class. It's a 40-hour report writing class. And during that that time period, you know, I'm talking to the officers about ethics. I'm talking to the officers about cultural competency. I'm talking to the officers about uh, procedural justice. You know, and uh, giving people, you know, a voice, um, letting people uh, experience, um, you know, uh, making uh, um, uh, the whole criminal justice system more legitimate, having them have some interaction with that. Because in most cases, you look at, you know, if someone commits a crime and they're arrested— Most people understand that. Yeah, I committed a crime. I'm going to go to jail. I realize that. But it's that whole interaction that the police officer has with that person during that time period is on whether or not their experience with law enforcement comes out positive or negative, right? And so it's really trying to um, work with all of our police officers to educate all of our police officers. And, again, I'll, I'll talk to the officers that I supervise directly. It's really trying to treat everyone with unconditional respect no matter what the case may be. Say that, hey, say that,
2: brother. Yeah. Uncon- so, I like that. Unconditional respect.
1: Unconditional respect. You know what I mean? And, that's and it may I mean. be that, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever they're charged with, it's it's business. It's not personal. And, you know, our business is uh, into uh, treating people fair, um, uh, not malicious. And, again, it's it comes back to um, if, we, if we can just treat everyone with unconditional respect, um, we would be um, – it would make my job as a commander much easier, you know? Yeah. Uh, but again, it's again, I, I go back to, you know, we're, Hey, we're all human beings. We're going to yes have sir. good days or yes days I wake up and I have a bad day and I might be edgy and maybe I'll say something or maybe not treat someone as good as I probably should. And, uh, that's just the day I got to kick myself in
2: the butt and say,
1: Hey, that's, I got to get back on the game. I got to get back on my game.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, and that, and, and, uh, you know, it's about getting to know people, right? Um, because you and Reed, man, when you and when you and Reed walked in today, man, and both of you all got them scary-looking tattoos, man. You know, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, hey, man, hey, 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 what's, going, hey, what's up, man, I, you know, what's, what's up with these guys? But, again, you know, uh, no getting to know people, unconditional respect. Reed, speaking of that, so I'm, I'm like, you know, part of my job, man, I'm like the image guy, public relay. I'm like, you know, I'm looking, school, I'm, I look at school I care and, and work on. Always making sure that the district looks good uh, internally and externally, and one of the things that just used to just tick me off because I so I know the work the community uh, resource officers do in the building. They're they're more um, they're there, but they're they're not necessarily trying to be seen, right? They they don't wear their uniforms in schools, etc. But man, I used to every time I drive by a high school, I'd be like, man, why why is this police car parked out here? I mean, it's not, it's not good for us. I mean, I, I like, you know, it's good that they're there, but why is this car parked here? And then I find out about the traveling police car, and I know there's a program, there's something that you guys do. Tell us about that program, man. What, what, is, the, what is the traveling police car that goes from school to school teaching kids? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what's going on.
0: Well, right now it's at one school, and i got to get it moved to another one. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and the work we do, I mean, my, my – goal in all of our courses is to make things as real as possible to really get kids genuine experiences and in this in this world it has been um you know a, a, an officers life for the most part in, in the early years lives in a car and so uh mike and i started a conversation probably about 2 years ago like how do we get one of the squads that's going to be retired as a resource for our students and so it was, an, it was an uphill battle, and there was some no's, and typically, just the way I work, I don't take no. So <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a schedule a, a one-on-one with Mayor McNamara and said, here's what I need. And he was nice enough to uh, bend the ear of Chief O'Shea, and very soon we were able to get a retired squad, and Mike helped me procure that, and it's over at, it's at Guilford right now. But the, the amazing thing about that is it really showed the community support for what we're doing and really wanting to, to back the kids and it gives the students just that real world opportunity of of what the job actually is and, and how to perform, you know, practical traffic stops, felony traffic stops, and walk through that. So whole the students process.
2: actually they sit they, they sit in the car, yeah. Or the, they the, they kind of experience. Right, right now
0: it, it, at Guilford, um, Jeff Barabbas, who's the instructor, who was a detective, I believe, before he retired, is taking the kids out and walking them through scenarios using the car. And ultimately, as things start to shift back to normal from COVID, we actually want to expand that program a little bit and, and really, you know, I've had conversations with the driver's ed instructors on, you know, one of the things I don't think any of us got as a student going through driver's ed was like, what do you do in a traffic stop? So how do we utilize those students to actually give students, going through driver's ed, a real world scenario of, you know, if you get pulled over, here's, here's, you know, the procedure that goes along with that. Cause I remember the first time I ever got pulled over, I mean, you know, handshake in the whole nine yards and I didn't know what to do. So, you know, how do we utilize this, this resource to better all of our students? And it's just, it's been a phenomenal process. COVID's kind of squashed a lot of that and sure, uh, you know, sure. we can't use it to the, to the extent that we want to, but we're moving it over to East pretty soon for Mike Ahrens to use and, and it's just it's a great resource. Now, now I'm asking more and more worlds for, for, for things to make all of our classroom experiences more realistic.
2: And, and so, just really quickly before we before we wrap up here, uh, Reed, you know what, what's that like now? I mean, you know, you guys had you know like like most people and things that were happening, you know, you kind of had this momentum going with the work you all were doing, whether it's with I know I, we didn't talk about it, but I, I'm familiar. You guys have a you know not only that program but an Explorers program. Um, Reed, and uh, you guys uh, some of the work with the alignment Rockford and I love it. I mean, like uh, Mike, I, I was I was there from the beginning with Lori Priest and have watched the, watched it, it grown uh, over the years with the different directors and approaches. But what's what's that like now, Reed? What, you know, when, when I mean, how, how do you imagine you know in this kind of as we go post COVID, um, some of the things that you guys had going um what are your how do you what are your anticipation or expectations moving forward like what is the, what is the one thing you want to like let's we got to get this back going uh. it's a great question and, and I and I don't know the
0: answer to that what I can say is is we're course correcting at every step to make things as genuine as possible but at the same time I also have to look at this and go you know our teachers are are stepping in step to try to make things as good as they can for the students. And, and you know, the reality is law enforcement is having to deal with this, uh, this virus the same way as we are. And so our students are getting a real world experience using these things, right? Like these kids are masked doing, you know, fake traffic stops and all this kind of stuff. So we're, we're, we're dealing with the cards that we've been dealt much as people in the community are dealing with the cards that were dealt. So to me, it's still a real world experience, but I also look at it as, you know, there, there's a pause on certain things that is unfortunate, but I know inevitably because I'm being optimistic on this, that we will get things back to normal and it is just a pause. And so, you know, we can talk about luckily, um, and that's one of the benefits of having experienced instructors that have done the job, the real world aspects of it, you know, so at least they can tell those stories and get it as genuine as possible
2: you know mike one of the things i'm glad i just introduced you earlier is mike cuz I, I could you know i could call you commander assistant deputy chief i mean you know you're the man you know you've you've done it, you've done a lot and on the floor you've done different things and you've worked your way through the ranks and uh, done great work um, i know i would be remiss cuz my mom does listen to these mom i'm here with one you know one of your favorites Well, I was going to say, before I had to end the
1: show, I had to definitely get a shout-out to your mom. Thank you, (laughs) Henrietta Dotson-Williams. Yes, Because, uh, uh, to be honest with you, um, I'm sitting here because of her. Uh, because over those years uh, she has been on the board of fire police commissioners and has promoted me to these positions. So Henrietta, uh, if you're listening, thank you very much. You're one of my favorite people out there. But thank you. (laughs) She
2: does listen. She does. Uh, So thank you for that. But I'm just, but as you, as you have gone, made those transitions. First, thank you, man. Thank you for that work. You, you know, I just want to make sure I I tell you that um, for the work you do with our students and for kids for your community, Um, you know, you're an example of, there's more to that work, right? And I think most people say that we know that, um, you know, I have friends who are police officers more good, way more good uh, than bad. And uh, I appreciate the work that you do and the work you've kind of done consistently, but just how how that transition you made, why do you you seem to kind of like this is, you know, whether it's in the community policing world, training those officers Mm -hmm. and then working with youth, I know you've done other things with youth, but that seems to be just a passion of yours. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, have you gotten to you know where you were? I mean, do you feel how do you feel about that type of work and just being where you are and just the transition, you know, through your career to be where you are now? I mean, I I, I mean, I would never thought. I mean, you're actually you're teaching a class at Roosevelt. I mean, that's that's a big deal with with students, and I think that's awesome. Uh, You know, I got love for Roosevelt. Shout out to Roosevelt, Um, and so just what do you know how do you what how do you think about that now important you know it it's is? it's really hard to say
1: it's like um i don't know i don't know where it really you know comes from um you know outside of you know when i went to college i was a you know my whole plan was to be an elementary school teacher and that's what i went to college for so i actually have my elementary undergrad uh, degree and certified in the state you know to teach k through 9 and have my master's in education too. Oh well, great. That's so great. So, I've always kind of you know held that in the past. People will ask me like, what? The, why, why the heck are you a police Dr. Jared,
2: officer? Uh, we have uh, uh, Commander, uh, Assistant Chief, uh, Deputy Dawki is just. Signed up to teach for us. Oh, well, I, I've the, already got the, my hooks Reed, into him. Reed, did you hear oh, that? I've got my hooks into him. I, I know he's so. got like a, <laughs> year, a
0: year and change before he can retire that he's, <laughs> coming, he's coming to us. You know, and Man, I mean, but, what but, this <laughs> is breaking news on, this, on the 2055 oh, podcast. I'm, breaking news. I'm harvesting from the Rockford Police Department wow. for the coming years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I don't know. So I, I guess it comes from maybe that, you know, my experience doing that and really, you know, seeing again how important it is to, um, you know, get, and have interact, positive interactions with, with the kids uh, at this age, because again, it, you know, it just they go home, they tell them. I tell you, I could tell you some other stories about just some how how beneficial it's turned out. Where you know, having interactions like uh, you know, I read. You know, for example, sure. do I read? You know, we're doing I read for the last several years, getting into the classrooms, reading to the kids, uh, getting on Zoom and doing similar I read things with different classrooms and teaching kids sign language and uh, reading positive stories, uh, you know, to them. And kids have come back out when I've gone, you know, the whole Zoom thing, and then I'm going into a classroom handing out books a couple of weeks ago. And it was funny, one of the younger girls, and it's like a second grade class, she goes, I know you from Zoom. And she was able to recognize <laughs> me from that, you know, and then come out and say, you know, okay, what sign language do you remember? And sure enough, she was able to rattle off some signs that we had, you know, that she had learned through some of the Zoom lessons, which, again, is super important because it's another language. You're interacting and you're speaking, having the ability to speak with some people who can't speak, you know. And so learning sign language is, is, again, my opinion is so important. These kids were able to come, but just stuff like that, them going home and then talking to their parents about having these positive interactions with the police and then maybe changing their parents' idea or maybe the police aren't so bad you know maybe what i've heard on tv or seen from talk to the neighbor maybe maybe it's not true and then when they actually come out and i've actually had parents come to the school um to meet me and then have good interactions with people and say yeah i i apologize for some other you know uh, if anyone has had a negative interaction with the police officer i apologize for that um on behalf of the police department um but you know again majority of us are out there they're gonna they're, they're gonna run into our our Absolutely. our family people half families they want the best uh things for the people uh for the citizens of rockford and
2: um you know we just need to have more interactions you know like that well well mike you're you're one of the good guys reed you're one of the good guys uh so i, I really thank you both for taking the time to have this conversation um last question before we go Reed. I'm gonna start with you Reed. you know one I got I just got to give read major shout out right so you know we we promote the two we try to really promote the 205 vibe one thing I can count on on Fridays <laughs> and other days is sometimes rock is 205 vibe sure and you know what you get one you know you whenever you participate like this you know you get a t-shirt right and so you got a t-shirt coming and you know what Reed? if you want another one right normally I wouldn't do that cuz you know what I'm saying you but because you're consistent and you rock the brand. If you want another t shirt, you got it, man. I appreciate that. You got man. it. You got it. I appreciate it you know, I appreciate you. So Reed, I'm gonna start with you. Uh last question. We asked everyone these last, this last question. So um, so Reed, uh you're you're celebrating uh it's a special occasion, birthday, whatever. Uh you, you know, you're celebrating something yourself, someone in your family. Someone said, Reed, where's your your favorite food? What what do you want or your favorite restaurant? What is it that you? Is there a place that you want to go, or is there a particular dish that you just your go to every time? Like I'm, you're going to be satisfied.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy thing. It's it's funny because you know being on a podcast and some of my you know I cut my teeth in the restaurant industry when I was going to college, and a lot of my friends own restaurants here in town. So it's nice. it's a toss up. But you know that's been my my thing is my wife and I have been eating out a lot more recently than we typically do trying to help support our local businesses. So to me, it's always somebody local. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a toss up. I mean, between like Lucha Cantina is a go-to for yeah, us I mean, on a weekly basis. Octane is a, okay. is a
2: go-to for us on a weekly basis. Um, great. there's Perf- so many places. Awesome. That, so those are great. I think yep. I love great choices. Um, what about if, um, you're at home, you're relaxing, um, you know, you are just chilling or I jump in your ride. Um, Turn on the radio, your CD, your, pod, your you know your iPad or iPod. Which, what are you listening to, man? Is there some? What's your favorite genre of music? Um, Hip hop, pretty much. Yes. That's I go to when I'm working out, and, and and my
0: jam music. My my wife makes fun of me because my car stereo is a little excessive for someone my age, um, <laughs> <laughs> and she gets slightly embarrassed when I wear a red light. But you know, hey, I that's what it. it is. I, I enjoy it. it. That's so, what's up.
2: Yeah. I love it. Me too. So man, you got you you wanging, you, you booming when you ride yeah, down. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> slightly embarrassing to those rounds. <laughs> Last one. Um, if you had your um, when you, if you're relaxing, you're chilling, and if there's something comes on. Is there, is there is there a TV show that you kind of like, or is there a go-to movie all-time favorite? Is there something that you're watching that you? I'm super really- excited because the
0: Mandalorian's coming on TV tonight, and I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So yeah, anything Star Wars is my go-to.
2: Hey, you know what? I just that moment was awesome because uh, Mike and uh, Mr. Producer Counterchilders Childers <laughs> both shook their head. They nodded. They were nodding uh, 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 with approval on that. I had selection. a couple
1: Mandalorians last night during our Trunk or Treat uh, event come through, so we're excited. I was like, I was a uh, one lady goes, "What what what costume do you have on?" And I
2: said, "Lady, get with the times. It's a Mandalorian. Come on." <laughs> uh so free thank you thank you sir and for you um assistant deputy chief uh, C- commander mm-hmm. donkey it's a long title yeah. um what if free if same same question so um, hey hey uh anniversary special occasion birthday go to restaurant or go to dish what, what do you what do you, you put in uh, front of you and you're like yes
1: you know I'm like uh uh Reed. You know, we try to do a lot of things, uh, uh, local, um, we don't do a lot of, you know, chain type place, not to say chain restaurants are you know, don't have a buy-in with, you know, here, but, uh, one of the most unique places that are out there that my wife and I like to go to is, uh, Pig Mines, uh, oh, up in Macherton wow. Park. It's an all vegan restaurant. It's a brewery up there as well. So, um... Um, it's a quiet taste, uh, you know. I, I, I did spend some time as a vegan for you know for a while, and uh, so yeah, that's one of our favorite places to go. That's to. why I love
2: this because of all the podcasts I've not heard. That's that is Oh the really? Front, no. That is the first. Yeah. So, so it was uh, That's our favorite piece. place. If we have a, if we have a free a date night, that's uh, that's where we'll go. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Um, what about um, music? What do you? What do you? If you? If you? Uh, your go to either right. artist genre? What you rocking, man? What you bumping to? Okay. So. Um, I'm more of a, a hard rock type guy. Uh, so the
1: band Tool is my favorite band. Okay. I'm not sure if I, you know, most of the times when I bring that up, people are like, who? <laughs> and uh, uh, But again, they, they are, in my, in my little world, they are a very popular band. Okay, uh, It's about, in, in my opinion, uh, listening to that, uh, the music is about uh, the journey it nice. takes you on and nice. kind of the, the self-exploration uh, that the... Uh, that uh, made her James Keenan and uh, makes you go through
2: and think about. So that's my favorite music. That's why I love this, right? Because I learned a little bit something more about both of you that I did not know. That's awesome. And then lastly, uh, movie, uh, TV show. Uh, yes. What do, what do you watch? What do you, what do you watch? What, what gets you excited? Like, yes. Well, I've probably seen all the Lord of the Rings
1: multiple times. So that was when that came out, I was like, okay life could end right now. It's um, okay. You know, I'm okay with it all ending right now. It's good. Once uh, I uh, came out. So, but yeah, uh, that, uh, gosh, Game of Thrones, when that, that was so hard to put down. I remember, um, you know, when my youngest daughter, Kendall, was born and I would get up in the, you know, around two o'clock to, to feed her and I'd warm up the milk, right, and everything else. And I'd be on the couch with her. And then I started, that's the first time I started watching uh, Game of Thrones, I had it on DVD at the time, and my wife would come out like at four o'clock in the morning, right? And I'd still be out there rocking the baby. And she's like, "What are you doing? Didn't you get up at us, like, Yeah, but have you seen this show? Have you seen this show? And she's like, "No, go to bed, put the baby to bed." And I was like, oh, "Okay." You know, so you know, Game of Thrones. You know, that was Restless History on that one. You know, was was a, you know was great. So it's yeah, those type of things awesome. are my
2: favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, Reed Jutris. Mike Dahlke, thank you both very much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, you Thank you. Thank you for listening to the 205 Vibe Podcast. Subscribe to the 205 Vibe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. Check out the blog, videos, and news on rps205.com slash 205 Vibe.